You're listening to 15 Minutes with a Mensch. This episode's guest is Tim Littman, president of Redef Shalom Brotherhood. I first met Tim when I came on as a board member at Redef, and Tim invited me to a brotherhood committee to give a Devar Torah before a meeting. I made the joke that Tim only invited me because it was a somewhat bland Torah portion, but I was nonetheless honored and really enjoyed my time with Brotherhood, something I certainly look forward to continuing. Tim was a great candidate for this podcast because Tim didn't really start getting involved in the congregation until after his retirement in pharmacy, in which he worked 63 years. He retired and began getting involved at 85, which I so admire. I think it shows that you are never too old or too young to get involved and play an important role in any organization, including a congregation. What you're about to hear is an edited down version of Tim and I's conversation. I think we spent about two or so hours talking via Zoom for this episode. Tim is one of those people that when he talks, you can't help but listen. He brings such a wealth of experience, knowledge, and depth to the conversation and while I would love for all of you to hear our entire conversation, the podcast is called 15 Minutes with a Mensch after all. So without further delay, here's my interview with President of Brotherhood, Tim Littman. All right, Tim. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast. I've been really looking forward to having you, and uh, thanks for making some time. I appreciate your uh, inviting me, Bill. Thank you for that, and I'll do the best I can to give you a... Uh, an interview that's worthwhile listening to. I'm sure people are going to enjoy it. Uh, we've been talking now for about an hour, and we haven't recorded anything yet. So uh, I'm really excited. I, there's just so much to get into. But obviously, you know, Tim, I want to start with just tell me a little bit about how you got involved with Brotherhood at Redef. So my commitment with Brotherhood started uh, as really uh, getting uh, involved with the uh, choir at Redef after I retired from my 63 years of pharmacy, 22 years uh, at Rite Aid, and deciding to retire at the age of 85, uh, that I had enough of pharmacy and looking for things to do because physically I had plenty of uh, things that kept me in in good physical shape, but mentally I have to be involved. That's just the way I am. I'm, I'm interested in people and people connections and temple Becoming involved in Temple was a new avenue of, or way for me to become involved with some new people in my life and make some new friends and associations that would again be lifelong uh, friends and associations. So my first commitment was to the choir becoming involved with uh, my cousin Molly May and, and the uh, choir at Temple. Uh, which I enjoyed very much because I, I've been in choirs at, uh, in uh, high school, in college, uh, with the Pitt League Club and uh, fraternity leading uh, a, a choir group in, in my uh, college fraternity. So choir and singing has always been uh, a thing for me. So that was my, my first really commitment after retirement from pharmacy to getting back into organized religion at, t- at Temple. But once involved with the, with the choir, 
then I started on a regular basis going to Friday night services, which I hadn't been doing before, and particularly with my friend Jay Rogow and his wife Barbara. And, and Jay Rogow was uh, a past president of the Brotherhood organization, and he invited me to come to the Brotherhood uh, meetings, which uh, again, I thought, oh, that's, that's a nice activity, and uh, I'll see what they're about and see if I have any interest in, in the Brotherhood organization. Well, immediately upon getting involved in Brotherhood uh, and, and talking with some of the members, I, I found a need where I could be of uh, value to some of the uh, officers of the uh, Brotherhood. And so immediately from 2016, I believe it was when I retired, uh, I, I got in, involved in Brotherhood and, and was making now some new friends with people that uh, I hadn't previously known. And this has been my lifelong uh, interest is in getting to find out about asking questions of people and getting to know them and listening. I'm a big listener. Yeah. I like to ask questions and find out about people and people's backgrounds and, 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 and what their interests in life are and, and then communicate on a, on a similar basis with them, oh yes, you know, we have some interest of similarly. So that's how I became involved in Brotherhood in doing some functions for some of the officers. And then after, uh, let's see, I don't even know if it was two years until uh, the then president, uh, Dr. Steve Fisher was finishing his term uh, my friend Jay Rogow put uh, his close friend Les Berkowitz up to nominating me to be president of, of Brotherhood because apparently at that time there, there were no other candidates uh, who they deemed qualified <laughs> to assume that position and so you know it, I was sort of I don't want to say pushed, but sure. just you know, in, uh, involved in becoming the, uh, uh, the the candidate for president of Brotherhood, and all of the pre past presidents of Brotherhood who were at the meeting uh, were all in favor of me becoming the new president. Uh, so that yeah. started, I guess, in uh, uh, June of 2018 and has just uh, been uh, a, a continuation because of my commitment uh, and involvement and, and love of the members of Brotherhood and, the, and what Brotherhood stands for as far as its commitment to the congregation. And that's my major interest and commitment uh, from Brotherhood is Brotherhood's commitment to the uh, continuation of the commitment to Rodef Shalom's congregation. Again, 
I'm going to go back to one of the most important things that brotherhood has meant to me is the friendships that I've made, particularly with uh, Peter, with Al Rosenfeld, uh, with Bob Rosenthal, with Les Berkowitz, with just a, a whole uh, group of uh, people, uh, uh, Rich, uh, uh, Richard Breen, Rich Breen, uh, Richard Brock. There's just a whole number, I, I could go on and on, of, of members of Brotherhood who now have become uh, friends and supporters uh, of mine and the projects. Uh, you know, everything is not on, on me or what I think about. It, it's getting other people to come up mm -hmm. with thoughts and projects uh, as well. In fact, uh, we had for many years uh, a, a Sunday morning uh, breakfast that uh, we ran, which was just uh, the, son the Brotherhood that ran in the small dining room, which is now called the Cayman Dining Room, where we would have maybe 20, 25 people. And uh, I would just throw out a topic uh, and get the people, uh, you know, uh, interested or conversing about a different topic. Uh, one time I had Lee Silnitzer come in and we talked about gun control and, and gun uh, uh, in our involvement, and, and that brought out a number of people, things, topics or subjects that would be interesting to a group uh, that would want to come in and have a conversation or uh, uh, that would be of, of interest. Mm -hmm. And at our Brotherhood meetings, uh, I'm always looking forward to suggestions from members about who to bring in for subjects that would be interesting to uh, the membership. And now I'm trying to find younger people like a Bill Battistone, <laughs> yeah. a Drew Greenwald, or, or yeah. some younger members who you know can give me suggestions about topics that would bring in maybe some younger congregants sure. because uh, unfortunately right now uh, our brotherhood membership is probably basically from 65 to death <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know we, we, we need some involvement from some new yep. younger members who are, are going to come up with topics or subjects of interest to them whether it be sports in, in, involved, music involved, uh, you know, anything that would uh, uh, be emotionally interesting to a, a greater number of people that uh, we can bring into our brotherhood meetings. So that, yeah. that's my commitment, my involvement right now is trying to make brotherhood more inclusive Unfortunately, very fortunately, we have more than 135 members of Brotherhood. Uh, active participants, uh, we're, we're, we're down to maybe 20 or 25 active 
participants, which uh, my commitment to brotherhood now, again, is to increase the number of people who will become involved and, and committed to help us sustain the future. Brotherhood has been around since 1917. First started in 1917. My father-in-law, Louis Rosenfeld, was president of Brotherhood in uh, like 19, I don't, I don't remember exactly, the 1950s or, or 1960s, somewhere around there. My wife's father, uh, he was an attorney and he was committed to, for two years to being president of Brotherhood. So, you know, uh, I have an affinity, a familiar yeah. affinity to, you know, a, a traditional thing uh, to continue with uh, this. And I will continue with it as long as the members want me to. Tim, I know that you give kind of a, the one thing I'll say about Brotherhood is that I didn't realize how wide the lens was or the impact was of brotherhood i think and i'm sarah greenwald perceived of being the role of brotherhood was you know to usher and to maybe help at the Purim carnival right and i didn't think about all the you know i've i got invited to the brotherhood meeting i had a chance to attend and um really really enjoyed it i think my biggest takeaway right away was how much you were really involved in you kind of lay out a lot of those things those projects I mean, there's so much going on at Redep that you're really, you really have a hand in. Um, what have been kind of the biggest challenges? I mean, you, you talk a lot about some of the successes and you talk about some of the things that, that you're working on now, but what, do you, what have you found in your tenure as president? I mean, you mentioned trying to get more people involved, that active membership to go up. Right. What, what are the challenges you're feeling like are facing a committee like Brotherhood now in 2022? Well, one of the, the, the challenges was uh, some of the things that split off from Brotherhood that we did in the past, like per practice and learning committee, right? When uh, Bill and Salem uh, became involved with the per practice and learning committee, I said to, to Bill, I said, you know, this was sort of... Uh, a force that we uh, in Brotherhood were in, involved in, but you know, to me this was a challenge that uh, I, I couldn't bring, uh, you know, uh, this is a, a, another uh, force taking uh, just a chip away from uh, from Brotherhood, sure. as far as I was concerned, so that that, that was a challenge to me. Is uh, you know I want to be involved in the, in the prayer pack practice and learning committee, and yet I don't have time to uh, the, the challenges. Being you know I can't spread myself so thin to be involved in as much as I want to in, in that. And, and there, there was another one I, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of now that, uh, you know, were things that, uh, that we were doing uh, in, in Brotherhood. One of the things 
that was a challenge that was important to me was we would have um, once a month uh, Thursday dinners uh, with Brotherhood members and uh, we would get a good turnout of uh, maybe 15 or 20 of, of the brothers uh, and this was one of the things that I became initially involved with setting up these uh, dinners uh, at the different restaurants where we could go and of course the uh, coronavirus ended that but even before that uh, it, it was something that was losing interest it, it, you know, it, it was just in my opinion to be a, a, a friendship kind of a, a, a get together and, and yet uh, a, a, enough of the members weren't interested or becoming in, involved in that again with my background of being uh, getting together with people and, and, and getting a conversation right. going uh, was what I was trying to, to do with, with these Thursday night, once a month dinners, and it, it just diminished. I lost that, and I, 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 that, that became a, a challenge to, uh, to try and reinstitute uh, something like that. And of course, with the coronavirus, that's not possible uh, to do now. And the same thing with, with our Brotherhood meetings, uh, when we were able to have them uh, in RC1, the, the meeting room up on the second floor, uh, I will not do those now. I, I think we have a, a better opportunity on Zoom at this point uh, because th there are some of the members who do show up at the Brotherhood meetings that will on Zoom but won't you know, maybe live too far away to sure. come in uh, to the temple, because we, we used to have a really good time with, uh, I, I was getting uh, corned beef and, uh, uh, you know, that nice trays from Food for Thought. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> uh, you know, with potato salad and coleslaw and cookies, and, and it, it, it made the Brotherhood meetings a really nice social event. So there's a challenge that how, how can we ever get back to yep. doing, you know, that type of face-to-face, uh, -face, well, not just face-to-face, -face because on Zoom we're sort of face-to-face, -face, but sure. in person getting yep. together again. Yep. And right now there are too many of us who are... Uh, physically challenged, you know, uh, to be able to get back into uh, an activity like that. So I, yeah. I, I feel bad but uh, about it, and, and I, I don't see an answer right now uh, until uh, this uh, coronavirus uh, yeah. becomes less of a, uh, a challenge. Yeah, I think I think what you what you're what you're talking about it's interesting, you know, with every episode I do when I talk to people about challenges, right? The easy one is COVID, but I think when you talk about something like brotherhood that 
really does rely so heavily on that interpersonal connection, right? And exactly. I think that that's something that, you know, as we, as you think about it and we think about, because I, I consider myself to be a part of this, trying to be a part of the solution, right? And, you know, yes, the, the idea that I can have a three-month-old crying at home and not have to get in the car and drive 35 minutes to a meeting, right? I'm more likely to attend if it's via Zoom. But then at the same time, uh, that connection with the, the guys who are on the call, it's just never going to be, it's never going to be replicated, right? That what you would have had in person. So in person, no, it won't yeah, be replicated. you find that balance, right? It's all about trying to find a balance there. And yeah, I, 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 I can definitely see where that's the challenge moving forward. Well, I, I want to ask you kind of as we wrap up this brief conversation, um, where does Brotherhood go next? You know, what's coming down the line and what do you feel like, you know, you've been at this now for four years as president. Um, you know, your tenure is, is still young, as you say, you're going to continue to do it for as long as people will have you. What, where do we go next? Where, where we're going to go is my thought process of who can take us forward in the future with commitment to sustaining the organization uh, ours is not ours in brotherhood is not unique sisterhood is having the same conversation mm -hmm. as to maintaining members who are committed and involved and it, again they have a small group who are involved and uh, you know, as, as they move on, uh, you know, the last two years, uh, I, w I was involved with Terry um, Cowan, uh, who was president of, uh, Terry Cowan was president of Sisterhood, and, and we had a good commitment uh, to, to do things together, like uh, a Shabbos service, which we, we will do. You know, I, I, I wanted uh, to, to have a sisterhood, brotherhood service, and I told Terry that sisterhood is doing this. I want brotherhood to be part of that service, too. And we did, and we made that commitment, and we're going to do it again. I've told Terry Sturet, who's now the president, I says, I want to have that commitment, you know, yep. to do that service again sisterhood, brotherhood. So that's one of my uh, uh, commitments for sustaining brotherhood is to keep both brotherhood and sisterhood as uh, women of Road of Sholem, uh, as being an integral part of the um, uh, congregation and not losing them you know, in the twilight. Sure. So that's my challenge, is, is to see that the sustenance of brotherhood and the women of Rhoda Shawn and the commitments that we make, like to the Purim Carnival, like to uh, the Eastwood Symphony, like to the usherings, like to the interviews that we do with interesting people that we bring yep. in to our meetings. These are continuous challenges for now and for the future. And 
my goal is to uh, maintain that until somebody else is willing to stand up and say, you know, <laughs> I'm willing to take the reins and, right. and help you with, with, with that, like I did four years ago. Yeah, well, I think, you know, the, the one thing I will say is, you know, we, we sit on the Board of Trustees together and obviously I've attended the board the, the, the Brotherhood meeting and plan on attending many more and plan on becoming more active because I think a conversation with you, you know, is, is inspiring. You want, in, in talking with you, you make me want to get more involved um, and play a role in it because I, I feel like, you know, having a chance to just spend, you know, a couple hours with you I think just gives me such a great perspective on the role of the committee, but just not only the role of the committee, but the purpose that the committee serves, right? Because I think those two things are different, and you definitely have purpose when it comes to brotherhood, and um, it's truly inspiring. So I know uh, if people are listening and they want to get involved, I know there's information um, on the website. I will put your email um, or my own email. They can always email the podcast as well. But I know they can get information if they're interested, and we'll get them hooked up for the next meeting. How's that sound? Well, that's what I'm looking forward to, Bill, yeah, is some people who will look at the podcast that you uh, disseminate and will say, you know, oh, I really would like to get interested and, and get involved with some people who are doing something worthwhile to sustain our congregation. Yeah. And that's where I think the importance lies in the future of our congregation. Not just the four walls and the building, right. but the members of the congregation that we need to bring in, become more involved. I want to see more people involved in coming to services, more people getting involved in, in other committees and things uh, that are important to the sustenance, main, maintenance of, of the yeah. congregation. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I hope that, that that's you know, something meaningful to you and, and to anybody that might see or hear this uh, podcast. Well, I hope so too, Tim. Thank you for the time this evening. It was great having a chance to visit. Thank you, Bill, and I look forward to at some point meeting you and Zadie in person. <laughs>15 Minutes with a Mensch is a podcast supported by the Prayer, Practice, and Learning Committee of Deaf Shalom Congregation in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. For more information on upcoming events or how you can get involved, visit our website at www.rodefshalom.org. I'm Bill Battistone.